March 23rd, 2018 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history with a dog. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always, the world's most hardened Democrat, Mueller, the fake news dog. Wow, Mueller. Wow. Sing it. Coming up, mm-hmm. Putin Pine Nuts, Cambridge Analytica, Ooh. the United Nations World Happiness Report, and more. But first, have you ever played with Barbie dolls, Mike? Are we on the air? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no. Hello. No. No? Never? Come on, go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm probably. Sure probably my, uh, I posing three... them in provocative positions? I, <laughs> I had three sisters. Yeah. And two of them had Barbie dolls. Yeah? Yes. And you played with Barbie I dolls. I might have picked one there up. You go. Well, yeah. What is with <laughs> men? Jeez. <laughs> Mattel reached a Barbie doll of queer revolutionary artist Frida Kahlo. That would be Diego Rivera's better half. Yes. You know, I was thinking maybe I shouldn't say Diego Rivera's better half because it was a possessive uh, owned oh, Frida. Yeah. But of course not. No, That's not the way not. this works. No. Diego Rivera was Frida Kahlo's worst half. There you go. That's the kind of clear thinking we need more of. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. I don't even know what half they were. <laughs> to tell you know. the truth, they were probably equal halves. But how about equal? Well, how about they were together? Yeah. And if you had to choose one, you would have picked Frida. It depends on what I was doing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If I wanted a fantastic mural on my building, I'd yeah. go with Diego. Okay. Mattel didn't ask Frida Kahlo's family permission before they bastardized her image. Ooh. Yeah. That's some tough time. Lightened her skin oh. and airbrushed out Kahlo's. Famous monobrow. Did they really? Yeah. They're 50 bucks. Yeah. Ooh. If you like that kind of thing. $50. Yeah. 50 bucks to insult the Kahlo family. A new study shows that inflammation driven by obesity actually reduces the number of taste buds on the tongues of mice. <laughs> I want to know who's doing this research. Yeah, yeah that is some very yeah, specific right, stuff Mahler. there. <clears throat> that well, is very specific. What they're trying yeah. to do is... Yeah figure out how obesity affects people Mm -hmm. so they plump up some mice Mm -hmm. and it kind of figures then the more you eat the less you taste so the more you eat the less you taste (laughs) so the more you eat the less you taste the more you eat the less you taste the more you eat the less you taste yeah yeah Mueller join right in yes that's right a scientific team reported that 79,000 tons of plastic debris are in an area three times the size of France in the Pacific Ocean between California and Hawaii, oh. known as a Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Wow. And the Great Pacific Garbage Patch size is increasing exponentially. Is that right? Yeah. And the Garbage Patch appears to be 10 times larger than previously thought. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, in more garbage news, Sherpas begin collecting more than a thousand pounds of garbage from Mount Everest. Whoa, Mahler! Yeah. I I had a friend once that climbed Mount Everest. He was telling me he climbed Mount Everest. And this was like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. He went on one of those tourist safaris. Yeah, yeah. What a bunch of crap. I know. You, you really need to see something. You really need to do that to make your life complete. And what ignorance. The last male northern white rhinoceros died at Old Paletta Conservancy in Kenya. Yeah, that's a shame. I know. 
At 45, he was 45 years old, Sudan was an old rhino. And you know what Robert Altman says about old rhinos. What did he say? Well, the death of an old rhino is not a tragedy. But in this case. It is. It is, yeah. Yeah. Hunted to near extinction, just two northern white rhinos now remain. Najin, Sudan's daughter, and Fatou, his granddaughter, both at the conservancy there in Opa The prospect of losing the beautiful animals has prompted an unusual scientific effort to develop new reproductive technology. (laughs) Wow, Mahler. Well, I thought the old technology worked pretty well. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. For you, it works well. Oh, I'm sorry. But you only have two females. You only have two females now. I understand. They kept some of Sudan's baby batter somewhere around. I mean. Good God. I mean, I don't know. In Russia, (laughs) President Vladimir Putin won another six-year term. Wow. Uh, Official rigged results show Putin won 76% of the vote. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. His main challenger, opposition leader Alexei Navalny, was barred from running. Putin did not participate in debates or release a campaign platform. He's above all that. Voting was encouraged by government gifts of free tickets to a pop concert, (laughs) cancer screenings, and bowls of skim milk oatmeal with pine nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some yeah, parts wrong, of a wrong, pine wrong. tree are edible. That's yeah. right, Mahler. Uh-huh. Yeah. Meanwhile, okay. near the city of Khabarovsk, Russia, a bag was found containing 54 human hands. In Peru, President Pedro Pablo Kaczynski resigned one day before he was scheduled to face an impeachment trial after videos surfaced showing his allies trying to bribe opposition lawmakers. In a national address, Kaczynski said he was innocent, and then he resigned. In Nigeria, dozens of schoolgirls who had been kidnapped from their school were released more than a month after they were taken during a raid by Boko Haram militants, government officials say 101 of the 110 girls who were abducted on February 19th were returned and that at least five girls died during their ordeal. One witness said five girls were crushed to death as militants herded them into vehicles to be returned. Oh, my God. So they were on their way back and... yeah. In Israel, a military court reached a plea deal with Ahed Tamimi, a 17-year-old Palestinian girl who became a hero to Palestinians after viral video showed her slapping a soldier near her family's home in the occupied West Bank after Tamimi learned her 15-year-old cousin had been shot in the head by an Israeli soldier using rubber bullets. Right. She got eight months in jail. She got eight months. She pleaded guilty to four of the charges. Anything happened to the soldier who shot her cousin? News from Bombay Countries is brought to you by the Military Industrial Complex. Mm-hmm. Where killing is not just an idea, it's a cluster cuss. In Syria, Turkish soldiers and Turkish-backed Syrian fighters seized control of the Syrian Kurdish city of Afrin after a two-month Turkish assault. The takeover expands Turkey's territorial control in northern Syria and deals a blow to Kurdish efforts to achieve autonomy. 
Hundreds of civilians have been killed in the offensive, which has also forced thousands to flee. This is an escalation. It continues to escalate in Turkey, where the situation is extremely volatile. A NATO country is now in direct confrontation with U.S. forces. In Afghanistan, dozens of people were killed in an explosion in the capital, Kabul. The attack came as many Afghans were celebrating Nowruz, a national holiday marking the new year. Happy New Day, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I agree, Mahler. I know. Also in Afghanistan, at least eight civilians were killed when elite members of the U.S.-backed Afghan intelligence agency opened fire from a helicopter on farmers irrigating the fields below. In Kashmir, at least five members of the same family were killed as India and Pakistan both fired across the line of control that divides the disputed territory. The victims were a couple and their three children who were gathering for breakfast when a mortar shell hit their home. My God. Trump met with Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, at the White House, where they finalized a $12.5 billion weapons deal. The deal comes as the U.S. Senate rejected a bipartisan resolution to end the U.S. military involvement in Yemen within 30 days, unless Congress formally authorizes the military action. The vote was 44 to 55, with 10 Democrats joining the Republican majority to block the legislation, and Arizona Senator John McCain not casting a vote. This ain't no good. I guess I understand. There's conservative Democrats there. Yes, there are. You would want the constitutionality of declaring war with Congress's approval to be intact. That's right. If this news outrages you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to lift your spirits? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. You can use PayPal. You can be a hero. Yes. Please. Please. Is it, what is it, Mahler? Yeah. After that violin music, I, I almost get a little bit... Well, it, well I get yeah. choked up a little bit. I did, too. I hope people give to the station. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. No, what it is. What is it, Mahler? Yeah. Yeah? You do, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh! <laughs> did we forget something? Yeah. We did. And now it's time oh, okay. for Drones in the News. <laughs> <laughs> What a guy. Brought to you by Mahler's Drone Club and people like you, Leslie. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter came within 50 feet of colliding with a drone over Port Angeles, Washington. The air crew was doing low-altitude training exercises near Fairchild International Airport when it had to take evasive action. Oh. As you know, Mike, it's illegal to fly a drone within five miles of an airport unless you have the airport authority or the control tower's permission. You can't do that stuff. You can't just go flying willy-nilly around airports. The FAA says airspace violations by drones have increased dramatically. The agency now fields more than 100 reports each month. Speaking of violating airspace, a Russian drone pilot took his race drone to 33,691 feet. He got to 390, and then he thought, I got to go an extra foot. (laughs) Well into the cruising altitude of commercial airlines and passenger jets. So this guy's a jackass. He is. 
There's no minimum flight altitude for drones in Russia, however. So oh. the Russians are jackasses. Yes. I was ahead of two guys standing in line yeah. to buy some cannabis the other day. What? And these guys behind me are talking about, yeah, regulations, they're stupid. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, they're standing in a line in a place that's regulated. Yeah. And, for example, a regulation like we have of 400 feet yeah. is a good thing it is. for flying a drone. Yeah. You right. don't want to put your drone up 33,000 feet right. and hit a commercial jet. <laughs> Amazon filed a patent for a delivery drone that responds when you call or wave at it. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, get... <laughs> yeah, that's right, Mahler. Yeah, yeah Mahler will see about that. <laughs> Gestures the drone would recognize <laughs> include waving arms. Okay. Yeah. Pointing. Pointing. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. The flashing of lights. <laughs> and speech. Like the Gettysburg Address. Does it recognize an unfriendly gesture? Yeah. You know what I'm... Yeah, that's right, Mahler. Yeah, Mahler's, Mahler's very familiar with those. those, yeah. I got one, too. This is for you, Amazon. That's right. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, on Twitter at KUCIFM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. Here we are. Now we're talking. Now we are home. That's right, Molly. Bring it here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good boy. The United States received its worst ever ranking in the United Nations World Happiness Report. I wonder why. Obesity. Yeah. Substance abuse. Yes. Depression. Yes. Weakening social support networks. Yes. Lack of confidence in public institutions. And you and I, Mike, were uh, cited as causes. We were we're right there in the top ten. We're making things people reason- unhappy. Yes, <laughs> which, which, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, well, I guess we're making Mahler. Make, well, Mahler, listen. If we're part of that equation, so is he. Okay, he's got to take some responsibility. That's what I've been saying for a long time. Well, you know what he says. Who cares if you're happy if you're winning? That's, you know, that's, that's, that's that's really what it's about. That is, it's about winning, isn't yeah. it? That's true. National Security Advisor General H.R. McMaster, Ooh. the skinheaded adult in the yeah. White House, <laughs> will resign and be replaced by John Bolton, a former United States ambassador to the U.N. who looks and acts like Goya's Saturn devouring his son. <laughs> have you seen that? No. Oh, I know you have. It's one of those that everybody's seen. No, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Goya is a painter. Yeah. Saturn is like chewing on a limb of one of his sons he's inclined to eat his progeny his I, his I'm... sons because he's afraid that they'll take his job okay yeah. <laughs> yeah mcmaster will retire from the military and beg for forgiveness yeah. <laughs> he's gonna go on a forgiveness tour right yeah. after he leaves office yes <laughs> and write his forgiveness book yes exactly mcmaster's exit god may or may not be related to a leak on briefing materials for Trump's phone call with Putin. Yeah, probably does. Trump was advised not to congratulate Putin on his re-election. In fact, he had a memo yes. that said in all caps, do not congratulate. That's right. That's right. And of course, he 
did congratulate him. And then he talked about how he congratulated yeah. him over and over at some little gaggle that they had yeah. in the in the Oval Office with the yeah. with the Prince of Saudi Arabia, which yeah. is another whole freaking <laughs> triangle of evil right there. Yeah. So congratulations, Vladimir. Trump moved to impose tariffs on $60 billion in Chinese goods and limit China's ability to invest in the U.S. technology industry, saying the uh, new tariffs were a response to Beijing's history of forcing U.S. companies to surrender their trade secrets to do business in China. That's well, I actually happen to agree it's not a good thing that the Chinese demand that of uh, the manufacturers. Our manufacturers must have thought there was well, some benefit well, to this. Well, of course, because yeah. it's a, the cheap labor. Yeah, Isn't that the art of the deal? $60 billion is a little over 10% of what China sends to America each year, right. or to the U.S. each year. Right to our market. Trump directed U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer to announce within 15 days a proposed list of products to be hit with tariff increases. We suspect it's electronics, sporting equipment, things like that. Mm -hmm. Trump blamed China for the loss of 60,000 factories and 6 million jobs. There's a lot of sixes in this story. There's $60 billion in tariffs yeah. and 60,000. I think Trump's just pulling these figures out his butt. However, that number blends the 60,000 factories and 6 million jobs, the impact on U.S. employment of both Chinese competition and automation. That's right. So... It's a free market or it isn't. It's capitalism or it isn't. Right. And I understand that Trump wants to make a deal. Right. But to right. blame China for playing the game that we play yeah. is like the Dodgers saying the Giants can't play baseball yeah. and aren't yeah. allowed on the yeah. field. They can't have nine guys on the field. <laughs> they have to only have seven. Congress passed a $1.3 trillion spending bill that will balloon the U.S. military. Yes. It'll inflate it. It will. God, this is so depressing. While failing to provide relief to immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children. Yeah. That would be DACA. Yeah. The bill averted a third government shutdown this year. Uh, but just this morning, Trump said he may veto the bill because it didn't address DACA. No way. That's what he said. Yeah. You know, no. you know him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he yeah, says yeah. one thing just so people like us will go, oh, yeah. maybe yeah. he has a brain. <clears throat> maybe he has yeah. a heart. But he doesn't. But he does not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point in the first hike since Fed Chair Jerome Powell replaced Janet Yellen. Powell signaled the Fed is prepared to raise rates two more times this year because investors who shuffle paper all day fear that rising wages for blue-collar workers could add to inflation. Yeah. I mean, this has just been a disastrous week. But Bolton's there have been the no one that hit me. Which one? Bolton. This is the guy that got us into the war in Iraq. He pretty much headed the cheering that ended up giving China an advantage in the area. Give Iran, an, Iran yeah. an advantage. And, and you're right, the Russians. And by the way, when he was floated as a possible UN ambassador, the political calculation was he couldn't get confirmed. Republicans were going to vote against him. He is considered fringe within a significant portion of the Republican Party. He is a lunatic. And he wants a war with Iran. This is what Trump is going to try and do. He's going to try and provoke a war with Iran in order to save his presidency. And Bolton is the guy who will do it.
Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe was fired last Friday, two days before his scheduled retirement, by Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III. He was fired for lack of candor about a conversation he authorized between a journalist and FBI officials. You know, lack of candor? Isn't that Jefferson Beauregard <laughs> Session III's middle name? He claimed he couldn't remember anything, basically. About the relationship between the Trump campaign and Russia or any The contacts. two or three or four meetings he had with Russian officials that he denied he ever had any. And then he had to go back and say, well, I just remembered that I met with the Russian ambassador to the United States. After McCabe's firing, Trump said, who's next? <laughs> Sessions rejected an appeal that would have let McCabe retire and collect his bennies. McCabe denies any lack of candor and says his firing is aimed at discrediting Robert Mueller's investigation, in which he is a potential witness. McCabe also says he took extensive notes about his conversations with Trump. McCabe had opened an internal investigation with the Department of Justice to investigate Jeff Sessions for basically perjury. Yeah. I assume that Sessions is now saying, well, I had no idea he had opened this, even I, though he's I had, had no idea uh, had I was no, being yeah. investigated. Yeah. And the idea of Trump saying that McCabe didn't take notes at the meeting shows that Trump never takes notes because usually what you're doing at a meeting is listening, yeah. maybe jotting something down, right. but you're not taking notes. After the meeting is when you compile your notes of the meeting. And this is a longstanding tradition with people in business, people in government. After the meeting, you do what you just described. And Comey was a big fan of that. Apparently, he learned it from Mueller when he was at the FBI. And here's McCabe following this tradition of taking contemporaneous notes and then having them available when needed. After McCabe's firing, Trump attacked Mueller for the first time by name on Twitter. Why does the Mueller team have 13 hardened Democrats, some big crooked Hillary supporters, and zero Republicans? That's Why? Right. Well, that's a lie. For well, that's one a lie. Thing. Mueller is a Republican. Yeah. How's that? And he was uh, a former FBI director who was appointed by Republican President George W. Bush. Trump's lead lawyer for the special counsel investigation, John Dowd, resigned because his strategy for cooperating with the inquiry was at odds with Trump's boneheaded ejaculations. Dowd concluded Trump was ignoring his advice. For example, Trump insisted he should sit. Trump should sit for an interview with the special counsel's office. That would be Mueller's office, even though Dowd believed it was a bad idea. And even I believe it's a bad idea, yeah. unless yeah. it's a good idea, because Trump would blurt out something stupid, which he always does anyway. Yeah. That's right, Mueller, like you. Attorney General Jeff Bo Sessions instructed federal prosecutors to seek the death penalty in drug-related cases, saying execution should be used as a deterrent to combat the opioid epidemic. This came as Trump said the execution of drug dealers was a good thing and cited the policies of Chinese President Xi Jinping and Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte, who had boasted of killing drug dealers himself. Yes. So we execute the Sackler family, right? Is that what's going on? Yeah. No kidding. The opioid epidemic is a direct result of a corporate entity who Purdue has Pharma. flooded the market with these particular painkillers in order to profit from people's I mean obviously pain medication is a needed thing but they flooded the market yeah. and they coerced these doctors into prescribing it. the federal emergency management agency 
The federal government's first responder to floods, hurricanes, and other natural disasters eliminated the words and any reference to climate change from its four-year strategic planning document. Disaster costs are expected to continue to increase due to rising natural hazard risk, the document said. We will consider new pathways to long-term disaster risk reduction, including increased investment in pre-disaster mitigation. The document does not say what could be contributing to natural hazard risk or what conditions could require the increased investment in pre-disaster mitigation. We don't want to say anything. Yeah. How about, like, climate change? Climate change, yeah. Yeah. In Austin, Texas authorities identified the man they say was responsible for a series of six bombings that killed two people and injured at least six others, saying the bomber left behind a video confession, the 23-year-old white man from Austin's suburbs died after he exploded himself in a car as police surrounded him. The two people killed in the bombings were both members of prominent African-American families in Austin. In blog posts, the now-exploded man described himself as a conservative who was anti-abortion, anti-marriage equality, and pro-death penalty. Obviously a Hillary supporter, don't you think? (laughs) Meanwhile, also in Texas, at least 12 people were arrested for taking part in an animal sacrifice in a garage where police found the remains of goats and chickens. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Mahler, I know. A veteran Fox News analyst quit Fox News, saying he can no longer work for Fox News in good conscience. U.S. Army Colonel Ralph Peters said that Fox News hosts routinely dismiss facts and empirical reality. Really? Peters also blasted Fox News over its bootlicking support of Trump, writing, In my view, Fox has degenerated from providing a legitimate and much-needed outlet for conservative voices to a mere propaganda machine for a destructive and ethically ruinous administration. Which is good, but yes. it's kind of late on the draw there yeah, for no uh, Colonel Peters. Yes. You just noticed this? Police released video showing an Uber self-driving car running straight into a woman who was walking her bicycle across a highway in Tempe, Arizona, killing her. The woman appears to be illegally jaywalking, but the car did not appear to break or take any evasive action. This went like she wasn't there. Right. The Uber employee who's sitting behind the wheel is seen gazing at his lap before looking up in shock at the time of impact. <laughs> In Sacramento, California police released a pair of videos showing the moments before a pair of officers shot 20 times, killing 22-year-old Stephen Clark, an African-American father of two, who was gunned down in his own backyard. In a police video, the officers are never heard identifying themselves as police, and the gun they said they saw in Clark's hand was actually a white iPhone. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, Minneapolis police officer Mohammed Noor was indicted on murder charges for fatally shooting Australian woman Justine Damon Ruschek in July. She had called 9-11 to report a possible sexual assault in the alley behind her home before she was shot dead by Officer Noir, who was responding to her emergency call. In Illinois, a Holocaust denier and a former American Nazi party member won the Republican primary in the 3rd Congressional District. Yeah. Yeah. He should fit in nicely with the Republican Party. Arthur Jones is not expected to win. He's competing in a heavily Democratic district. Right, right. 
Mississippi Republican Governor Phil Bryant named the state's agricultural commissioner, Cindy Hyde-Smith, to serve as U.S. Senator as fellow Republican Thad Cochran steps aside due to poor health. Hyde-Smith will become the first woman Mississippi has ever sent to Congress. She will run in a special election for the Senate seat in November. And activist and actress Cynthia Nixon officially entered the race for governor of New York. She will be challenging New York Governor Andrew Cuomo in the Democratic primary later this year. Nixon is a longtime advocate for public education and a champion of LGBT rights. Yep. A former model filed a lawsuit to release herself from a hush agreement so she can speak publicly about her affair with Trump that she had in 2006. Karen McDougal sued the National Enquirer's parent company, which paid her $150,000 to buy exclusive rights to her story that never was published. This is a common practice there. They buy the story and then stick it in the drawer forever. Under a contract her lawyers say was misleading, the company's chief executive, David Pecker, (laughs) is a close personal friend of Trump the Pecker. Yeah, 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 Donald Pecker. And David Pecker are good friends. This is the one lawsuit that has a real chance of penetrating the death star that is Donald Trump. Because the same attorney was representing her was also representing the National Enquirer. A federal judge temporarily blocked a highly restrictive anti-abortion law signed by Mississippi Republican Governor Phil Bryant. The law bans abortion after 15 weeks, even in the case of rape or incest. It is now blocked for 10 days while the judge considers full legal challenges. It was revealed that voter profiling company Cambridge Analytica harvested the data of more than 50 million Facebook users without their permission in efforts to sway voters to support Trump. Cambridge Analytica was founded by wingnut hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer. Trump's former advisor, Steve Bannon, was one of the company's key strategists. That's right. Executives from Cambridge Analytica boasted about sexually entrapping politicians and launching fake news campaigns to sway elections. In response, Cambridge Analytica suspended its CEO, Alexander Nix, and Alex Stamos, Facebook's chief information security officer, is leaving the company. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said he's sorry. Zuckerberg's apology came days after it was reported that Facebook knew about Cambridge Analytica's data harvesting two years ago, but failed to report the practice to users. (coughs) To me, this isn't that big of a story. The gathering of data started as a personality test that people were paid to take. You don't figure that they want your information? That's what they do. They make money. This isn't a non-profit. Right. Steve Zuckerberg is in it for profit, and he's selling your information. Technically, that's not part of the agreement. There are privacy rights within Facebook. Look, I get what you're saying. But where this becomes relevant is all of the Russian attempts to hack into the election to essentially send out the disinformation. They were able, through the Analytica company, they were able to specifically target people in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. However, I know we bear some responsibility. Uh, You're right. Everybody who signs up and freely gives their information out to Facebook without considering what they're doing. I agree. I've been saying this for 10 years. I know. Everything you put online has the potential to end up in anyone's hands. That's right. I agree. And, And more to blame. For the demise of our republic is Fox News, 
Well, they're the people yeah. who did the, the psychological twisting of poor doofuses in the states you mentioned right. in Wisconsin. Yeah. We saw the ads put out by Russian bots. Right. We did, I did. I know. I saw, yeah. I saw and, the same. And we're that, informed. Right. So we think that's a bunch of crap. Who's right. going to believe that? Exactly. Fox News has provided a context for this stuff to be acceptable. It'd be nice if Zuckerberg was a, a better person. But he's a capitalist. Right. Once again, I feel like I'm in the rabbit hole. We live in the, in the age of information, and we're constantly being bombarded by stuff we're not sure about. But at the same time, we need to have access to information. In Zuckerberg's defense, maybe it isn't his responsibility to educate us. Yeah. It's easy to get educated. You just have to have the impetus. You right. have to have the desire. Right. And most people don't. Right. I, Thanks to that. Fox News. <laughs> In a California court case, the coastal cities of San Francisco and Oakland are suing five major oil companies, Chevron, ExxonMobil, Shell, ConocoPhillips, and BP, to pay for the city's cost to cope with the sea level rise caused by global warming. <laughs> Chevron's lawyers explicitly accepted the expert consensus on human-caused global warming, saying, from Chevron's perspective, there is no debate about the science of climate change. Mm -hmm. However, Chevron's lawyer argued that as a complex global problem, any climate change remedy should be addressed through government policy rather than the legal system or putting their ass in jail. <laughs> they want things to just gradually happen through, through governments. And, yeah. and meanwhile, we're all going to die. And finally, yeah. proving once again that it takes a fake to know a fake, an 83-year-old woman from North Waterboro, Maine, named Jesus Christ, <laughs> endorsed Oprah Winfrey for president. <laughs> Why would Jesus be so ignorant? <laughs> you can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. WeeklySignals.com Subscribe now.